Today is Sunday, April 10th, 2022, and this... I have a little property up in Las Vegas. You have property in Las Vegas? <clears throat> yes, the, uh... One of the hotels there is holding my suitcase. Is 500 by Midnight, the original Las Vegas podcast, show number 826. Just thinking of all the amazing times that we've had here in Las Vegas. I hope that you're having an enjoyable stay here in Las Vegas, and also hope that you have been fortunate. I do wish that for you. You're going to give Daddy the Rain Man suite. Do you think that? We're going to Vegas, Mike. Vegas! Do you think we get there by midnight? Money, we're going to be up 500 by midnight. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! Las Vegas is waiting. Hello, everybody. This is Tim. And this is Michelle. Welcome to Five Hundred by Midnight. How are you today? I'm fine. You? I'm great. Just great. We had a nice chat last night with our patrons. That was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. They brought lots of insightful questions, put us on the spot, forced us to come up with answers. I feel like I'm never able to come up with things like, you know. On the fly. Yeah. As quickly as I should, but it was fun nonetheless. I want to thank BC for sending me that opening clip this week. Appreciate that. Thank you, sir. As I mentioned, our patrons are wonderful people. They support this show, and we have a few new and or returning patrons this week, and I'd like to thank them now by name. Okay. Shall I do that? Sure. All right. First off, Pepper Dukar, welcome and thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. Todd Phillippe, thank you to you as well. And Keith Nettles. Thank you all. Thank you all. We appreciate you for supporting our show. Yes, we do. If you would like to be a patron and have your name read here and join our chats and get some other stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm putting, I'm doing a new thing starting this week uh-huh. on uh, Patreon. So we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, pa- visit patreon.com slash 500 for all the details. And if you're a current patron, keep an eye out for something new on Wednesday. And I'm going to do it every so often. Mm-hmm. You don't want to commit. I don't know. I'm not sure how. If I, I, you already I, have a weekly thing. I aspire to do this weekly too, but I think it might be more like... Every other week. Yeah, but then I was thinking, well, maybe it makes sense to do it. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it will be... It'll happen, freq- well, with some frequency. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. That's that's my level of commitment for anything. Okay. We've got a lot of news to talk about this week. Lots of stuff going on. Let's start with the... Long-awaited reopening of Palms. They have an opening date of April 27th. Finally, it's been closed since before the, well, since the pandemic shutdown. Mm -hmm. They have since changed ownership. It's no longer owned by Station Casinos. It's now owned by the San Manuel Band of Mission Indians. And, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what they do with the place. Mm Mm-hmm. Stations spent a lot of money remodeling it and then uh, realized they spent way too much money and just wanted to be done with it. So um, the new owners got a property that's in good condition. I know they have been doing some renovations since um, since taking over, though. Good time to do it when nobody's in it. That's a very good point. 
So, and there's a few things that aren't reopening immediately. Like I know they've promoted that they're going to open Ghost Bar again, mm-hmm. which has been closed for a long time. That um, that's coming a little bit later. I think the movie theaters that they have there, I think that's coming a little bit later. Mm. Um, I thought we would focus on restaurants because yes. when they renovated, when stations renovated, they went through a pretty major change in restaurants, and we had had several reviews of of some of those. And anyway, some of them are coming back. And some of them are not. So most notably, and this isn't a complete rundown of restaurants. You can go to palms.com if you want to see all the details on what they have up there. But uh, for sure returning is Mabel's Barbecue. Mm. That one had a lot of good reviews. People spoke very highly of that. Michael Simon is the chef there, <clears throat> the owner of that place. And glad is that, that the one with the meat easy? Or is yeah, that and I haven't okay. seen anything whether or not that's coming back. I would assume so. I would assume that that's part of the you know, the space mm-hmm. that, that that would come back as well. So, um, the steakhouse, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry about that. Uh, Scotch 80 prime is returning. So that will be back. Their dim sum and Chinese restaurant, Tim Ho Wan, that is coming back. Send noodles, which is an Asian fusion, uh, restaurant that is coming back. Their buffet is coming back and, uh, the food court, is returning as well. I'm not sure if everything in the food court will be the same, but you know, it's a food court. You'll find Mm -hmm. plenty of options. A couple that are notable that are not returning are Bobby Flay's restaurant shark, which, you know, big, big name chef behind it, Mm -hmm. but did not last long. And then uh, green street kitchen, which had a lot of really good reviews. And that was one I was looking forward to trying, but that is not coming back. So yeah, I look, I'm, I'm curious to hear, um, reports from people who, we're fans of Palms when they go back and compare it to what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, we had only been there like once in the last many years. We we used to go there almost every trip. And then we hadn't for a long time. And then when they were working on the remodels, we went back and were very impressed with the place. Yeah. And then it shut down. So yep. um, they do have the big shark above the, the bar. I think it's called Unknown Bar mm-hmm. right when you walk in the door. So that they kept that. They have some of the artwork that um, that was part of the initial upgrade. But yeah, I'm curious to see how extensive their their changes are. I'm also wondering what and I what what kind of bookings they're going to um, get in for Pearl. Oh the yeah. Pearl, um, which is a decent space. We've not We've been not to been a show there, there yeah. but that's one I've always been curious about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're working with somebody new on booking that or not, but they've had typically you know some pretty good acts there so hopefully they'll find a good use for that as well so there you go april 27th is when it opens up and we'll see what they've got in store for the near strip property over there by rio we've been talking a lot about changes at bally's as it transitions to horseshoe and we're doing that again today i'm keeping a close eye on this place and i found some some information that calls into question the future of their sports book I like their sports book. It's down in that lower level where they're putting in uh, that National Geographic photo exhibit and they have real mm-hmm. bodies and uh, they're putting in a new bar that we talked about last week. The real bodies exhibit in addition to real bodies wandering around alive. On their way to real bodies on their way to the monorail stop. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. The sports book, it's a nice space, but it's so out of the way. It is. And yeah, it's, it's um it has stadium seating mm-hmm. it's, it has some of the elements of the circus sports book that i really like it's not nearly as without nice without the liveliness <laughs> yeah um 
but I've always liked that space and always thought that it has great potential for mm-hmm. doing more. If they were to like, they they have old screens. They if they were yeah. to moderate, modernize their technology and put in um, better seating options and maybe a little bit better food and beverage, and it seems like it could be a really great mm-hmm. space. You're right. I think it is a problem that it's that far away from the casino floor. People yeah. aren't unless they're coming from the monorail, they're not going to naturally just walk by it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's going to stay around. I have a feeling that it might be going away in favor of something smaller. And the reason I think this is there's a, um, a permit that came through a permit filing for demolition. And the way that it's worded is what um, gives me some question about what exactly Mm -hmm. they're going to do and how significant it it is. Um, The permit filing says that it's, it is uh, demolition in the sports book. Not of the sports book. No, but again, like that's me saying, oh, okay, they're you know trying to read a lot into it. Mm-hmm. I f- suspect whoever is filling out the paperwork permit isn't really spending that much time thinking, qu- quibbling yeah. about wor- wording. <laughs> I'm thinking there's probably a good chance they're demolishing the whole thing. And the reason I think that is because also part of the permit, it says for a future project. Mm. Now the future project could be a new sports book. It could, uh, I'm guessing not. My hunch is that they're going to put in a sports book somewhere on the main, near the main casino floor on or, Mm -hmm. or right. You know, maybe they'll use one of the restaurant spaces. I don't know, but so we'll keep an eye on that. There's, like I said, there's a lot of potential there. They've got some wasted space there in the back where they're, um, they've got like some private boxes that they use for big events and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Really? Yes. Dork. So anyway, we'll see what happens. But if you're a fan of the Bally's sports book in its current form, probably not going to be around much longer. So there you go. Another thing that makes me think that maybe they'll... I could see them like... A lot of what they're doing lately, it seems like is um well it seems to me that they could have a smaller sports book at Bally's and direct people over to Paris if they want the full sports book experience mm-hmm. but we'll see i don't know we'll keep an eye on that also related to Bally's of course is the uh as we lovingly refer to it the shanty town out front the grand bazaar shops and last week we talked a little bit about a new venue coming to that space called Rockwood Music Hall I found some additional information about the direction of Grand Bazaar shops that I thought was a little bit interesting. Um, A while back, we mentioned that there's going to be a new structure taking shape right along the strip, and that will be the home of Blake Shelton's bar and restaurant called Old Red. I found, um, doing some of my sleuthing work, I found what that... Um, not the renderings, those have been out for a while, but the actual layout of Grand Bazaar shops and mm-hmm. how they're, it's from, um, the company that leases out that space. I found the, like their property map that they're promoting availability and, you know, Grand Bazaar shops, when it opened, it's really, it was really focused mainly on super small little, not kiosks, but small little, I guess, stalls, little retail spaces. And they had something like 70 of them, um, they're shying away from that now. I think they've realized it's a pain in the ass to keep up leases and try to constantly be filling all these tiny spaces. So the plans are to put up this building for Old Red, which is going to take the spot of the current Bally's, that ugly marquee that they have on the corner, Mm -hmm. that tower that has like some video screens and it has like that scrolling 
where they put up baseball and football scores right. and stuff like that. And occasionally news. Yeah. So that's which you don't want to think about when you're in Vegas half right. the time. <laughs> that's going away. And this building, this new old red building, will take the spot of that as well as one of the retail spaces. I think they have like four or five retailers. Ben and Jerry's is mm-hmm. the most prominent. It's right. It's the one that is like right, right on the at, corner, yeah. kind of at the bottom of the escalator, a little bit beyond the bottom of the escalator, right out in front of the strip. So those are going to go away for this old red. But then they're also planning on getting rid of another building, the one that's the other one that's closest to the strip, and mm-hmm. that has a bunch of different spaces. I think it's hard to say what's in there now because they're, uh, the Grand Bazaar website doesn't have a ton of information on it. I know it's been like a Swatch store and an, a Sunglass Hut and a bunch of other stuff has been in there, like a Viva Vegas gift shop and all kinds of mm-hmm. shit. Um, I don't know what's currently in there, but at some point they're looking at closing that and putting up another new building that would be a single bar, presumably bar and restaurant because they're saying three to four stories with a rooftop deck. Okay. So that would make sense. Um, again, we'll have great views of the Bellagio Fountains. Right. Uh, I, I the marquee really isn't doing much, and no. it makes sense for them to use that space in a better way. Yeah. I just hope they do something that's not terribly tacky with it, but... Well, that so that space is going to be all red. That's already accounted for. So it'll be somewhat tacky. Yeah. But it'll be well used. That place mm-hmm. is going to do well. And then this secondary building, they're looking at doing something similar. It'll be kind of like... Um, Margaritaville, I right. would think. Yeah, very much so. And if you have outdoor space and a good location like mm-hmm. that. You're going to make some money. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's probably pretty hard to fuck that up, I would think. But but you never know. You never know. So looking at putting in that additional building where there will be another signature um, bar and restaurant, presumably. And then as far as the other spaces... Like I said, they're really looking at paring down the number of vendors in there, and they're combining a ton of those smaller spaces into a couple larger spaces. So when all is said and done, if they were to have this place fully booked, instead of having roughly 70 vendors, which they've probably never actually had, right? Uh, it would be more like 15, mm-hmm. fewer than 20. Uh, along the edges where they have like Subway and some of the restaurant slots, those would still be relatively small, but all the stuff in the center would be larger spaces. So we'll see what they do, but that's what they're looking at. It's still going to be hideously ugly because of that stupid roof and just the overall design of it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if they put in, if it became more of a bar and restaurant district, Mm -hmm. it might be a little more happening. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll see how that works out. So... Uh, since we're in that area, let's talk about a new opening at Paris briefly. One of the new restaurants there, Nobu, has opened. That's been under construction for quite a while. So uh, that is now available to you mm-hmm. for your high-end dining needs. As well as the Nobu across the street at Caesars. That is still open as well. Down at the link, there is a new food option. You know, they have that food truck by the um, sports book. Yeah. That has changed, I think, for the third time, Mm -hmm. at least. And that is now a Buddy V's restaurant called Jersey Eats. I didn't even look at the menu to see what they have there. Yeah. What what would constitute Jersey food? I don't know. Um, I'm guessing it's like just your typical sports book food, like sandwiches and maybe burgers or something, but I don't know. I wonder if he'll have any desserts there, because isn't he- Gabagool and- Is he the cake boss guy? Mozzarella. I've been watching too much Sopranos lately. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, he's the cake boss guy. 
So anyway, that's now open as well. And then one other new opening at Wynn is, well, it's more of a reopening, a remodeled space. Mm-hmm. Used to be Parasol Down. Mm-hmm. Now it is Bar Parasol. Okay. And the outdoor space, as we mentioned previously, is now Aft Cocktail Deck. <laughs> Last night during the chat, yes. I was challenged to wear a captain's hat to Aft Cocktail Deck. Mm-hmm. And I believe I made the mistake of agreeing to do that if some if Hunter supplied the hat and, and demanded... And accompanied you. And accompanied me and demanded that everybody call him Admiral. So that might happen at some point. We shall see. Mm-hmm. Why do I agree to things like this? I don't know, because Hunter's a very persuasive guy. Yeah, all he, he didn't even all he had to do is barely suggest it, and I'm like, yeah, I'd do that. <laughs> Seems like a good idea at the time until I actually have to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh well, we'll turn it into something. We'll do we'll do video for Patreon of it of me wearing a stupid hat and mm-hmm. calling all the servers matey. Oh boy! All right, across the street at the Mirage. There was an announcement this week about the space formerly known as Rumbar that has been closed since last summer. It's been undergoing renovations. They have announced the new concept, the new name. It's exciting news. It is opening on April 20th, and the new replacement for Rumbar is... Yes. I don't have a drum roll sound effect. That's all right. Rumbar. Woo. Yeah. They said they were permanently closing it, and now it's turning out they're going to use the same name. The full name is Rumbar Tropical Ultra Lounge. Okay. It Nobody's going to call it that. No, it's still going to be called Rumbar. It has a new design. They will be focusing more on tropical drinks, including large format classics. Kind of like a tiki bar. Yeah. As far as the type of drinks they're serving. If mm-hmm. you want to go with like six friends and get a big punch bowl with mm-hmm. a bunch of straws, that'll be a place That's a to place. do it. Yeah. They also have a light food menu. They're going to be open 4 p.m. to midnight on weekdays, noon to 2 a.m. Friday and Saturday. And I'm curious uh, how extensive the changes will be. I know a lot of people like that space, so we'll see. One thing I wanted to mention since we're talking a little bit about the Mirage, this raised some questions from a few folks um, about why they would open a new, semi-new bar when the sale sale of the Mirage to the Hard Rock and the tra- pending transition is on the horizon. And specifically, th- the questions that I've had have been, well, when do you think the Mirage is going to close? So I thought I would address what we know because I think there's some misinformation out there or assumptions mm-hmm. that have not necessarily been confirmed. Um, first of all, I think the reason that Rumbar has opened is the project was significantly underway when the sale happened. Mm -hmm. I suspect that as part of the discussions, they, you know, spoke with people about, okay, we've got this thing that's going to open, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm sure that's worked in, but they, they moved ahead with plans that were already significantly underway. And then the hard rock takeover itself is still at least a couple months off. Possibly they're saying second half of the year, which is a pretty big time frame. That could be anything between June and December. So until then, they have to at least to some extent continue running things as usual. There's always a chance, a small chance, but there's always a chance something could happen and it could fall through. Mm-hmm. So they have to continue to run their business. So it makes sense that if they had something that was almost ready to open, they would go ahead with that anyway. Um, as far as the whole 
transition thing, and we've discussed this before, but I thought since it seems like there's a lot of assumptions and questionable information floating around, Hard Rock has, as part of this deal, they have the rights to continue using the Mirage name for up to three years once they take over. So it's not like the ownership change is announced and the next day Hard Rock signs are going up. Are they going to call it the Hard Rock at the Mirage like they did for <laughs> Treasure Island? Who, who, who knows? But they can they can take a while, and they very well might take a while to transition it to the Hard Rock. They may just run it as the Mirage for a while mm-hmm. as they're working on their plans. As far as it closing, they have not said that it's closing. Mm-hmm. They're still figuring that out, whether or not that makes sense. They have not announced that it's closing. I think the reason that there's an assumption for that is because they said that the ex- renovations will be so extensive mm-hmm. that other than the floors and ceilings, yeah. everything is going to change. Uh, whether or not they're going to do that, I don't know how what the process for that is because we've seen places do that before where, where they haven't shut down. Mm-hmm. Planet Hollywood transitioning from Aladdin mm-hmm. is a pretty good example of that. That was a complete re- remodel and renovation, mm-hmm. and they kept the place open for the whole time. Yep. It's a clusterfuck while they're doing it. Mm-hmm. More recently, the Park MGM yeah. transition from Monte Carlo was a similar thing. They did a huge renovation there, kept it open. As I said, it was a complete clusterfuck while it was happening. Um or they could go the other route where they shut it down, mm-hmm. like the old Hard Rock transitioning to Virgin. So we'll see. I don't know. Um, they certainly, if they're planning on putting up this guitar tower, mm-hmm. which they are, um, depending on where they're going to do that, they could construct that and then shut down the old hotel tower and renovate those rooms. Some people think they might tear down the whole thing. I don't think they're going to tear down the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That I'd be really surprised about that. But So anyway, the plans are still very much up in the air. They may very well shut down, but they have not announced that. So I think there's some worry that it's just going to be gone with very little. Like the sale's going to close, and then they're going to close immediately or very soon after that. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff takes time, too. I mean, the planning, the design and then demolition and rebuilding yep. that's part of the reason the three-year name thing is built in because they know it's going to take time mm-hmm. so we'll see what they end up deciding but i i wouldn't necessarily assume that it's going to shut down it may it may not so there you go that's what we know right now and I would imagine shortly after the ownership change happens well it'll what'll probably happen is when the gaming a lot of times when gaming control has hearings about the um, the licensing mm-hmm. for an ownership change like this, a lot of times then the executives will discuss their plans, and that's when more information starts to come out. So I would guess, and that will happen. We don't know exactly when, but that will happen much closer to when they're ready to um, to close the sale, and maybe we'll find out more about what exactly their plans are then. But we will discuss that as it happens. Until then, I know a lot of people have been making a, a voyage to the Mirage just a to pilgrimage. make sure. <laughs> yes, just to make sure that they get to spend some time there before it yep. does change hands in case in case the transitions begin quicker than than I expect them to. Mm-hmm. But so if you're attached to the place, definitely spend some time there and yep. Yep, yep. enjoy it while it's there. Yep. Which applies to everything in Vegas. As always, never get too attached and enjoy the things while they're there because you just don't know. 
All right, there is a uh, there was a sale of some land on the strip that I thought was worth mentioning briefly. The company is called Siegel, and if you've been to Vegas a bunch of times, you've undoubtedly seen either advertisements or actual properties that are called Siegel Suites. Mm-hmm. Generally, my view, and those are like uh, flexible stay yeah. apartment slash hotel spaces. Um, my guess is if you're you find yourself staying at a Siegel Suites. Mm-hmm. Something's probably not going real great. Yeah. There's probably been... It's not a luxury property. There's probably been some upheaval in your life. Either you were kicked out or you're... There's... Mm -hmm. It's... Yeah. Or your plans to move somewhere permanently have fallen through. Yeah. I'm sure that there are some people who end up there like they have to suddenly be in Las Vegas for two weeks. Right. And that makes sense. Right. I don't know. They they always seem a little skeevy, the ones that I've seen. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they're lovely, lovely places. But anyway, so the company that owns Siegel Suites, they own other some other stuff too, but um, they have purchased 10 acres of land on the Strip directly across from Resorts World. It's a lot between Pepper Mill and the former Riviera lot, which so- changed hands a while back. And, it wi- and then it winds around behind the Pepper Mill land over to, I think that's like Convention Center mm-hmm. Drive or something. So they paid $75 million for this, and they also own a two-acre lot that they have. I think they have a motel or something there, and then Bagel Mania and a donut place or something. Hmm. So they already have a tiny bit of land there. So now they have 12, 12 acres, and they're planning on doing something with it. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, a fucking review journal. Oh, God. They provide some good information. Yes. We, we often refer to things in the review journal. Yes. But then you see stupid shit like this. They had a, a headline... Siegel gains foothold on North Strip, has big plans. I'm like, oh. Do they now? I look forward to learning more about their big plans. Mm -hmm. I open up the article. They don't have any fucking plans. You know what? The only thing, and I tweeted this out, the only thing, a a screenshot of what specifically their plans are, we're planning a trip to Dubai to get ideas. Oh, my God. (laughs) Is this a case of the headline writer and the article writer not? Yes. (laughs) I, I'm guessing that. I know headlines are sometimes written by other people. And mm-hmm. So anyway, they don't have plans. They have plans to, to make a plan to do something eventually. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's what their plans are. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there may they have, they have said they may put up a hotel and casino. They may not. They may put up residential. They may put up retail. Who knows? And they're not in any hurry to do it. So that land is going to continue to be empty for a while. There won't be a development, but they, they, I think they saw that they could get a good price mm-hmm. on that land um, and decided to go ahead. As far as what Siegel has done in the past for casinos, they were the previous owner of Gold Spike downtown. That's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't see Siegel putting up a luxury hotel. No. So that's one thing. If they do end up putting up a hotel, um, I would think it would be more of a mid, mid-range kind of place mm-hmm. rather than a high-end, which I know whenever a new resort opens on the strip, people are kind of like, oh, great, another luxury place. Part of that is the cost of land and building. Like, mm-hmm. in order to recoup your money, you almost have to do a luxury thing, but perhaps they'll do more of a boutique situation. Where Especially not... with the proximity to the convention center. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious what they'll do, but I don't think we're going to be finding out. There's also a chance that this might sit empty for a long time or yep. that they might end, up, might end up flipping the land at some point for a, a tidy profit. So Well, this and the Mirage thing, that depends on the economy too. There's that too. It's expensive to build stuff right now. Mm-hmm. 
So there you go. We've got a bunch of entertainment updates. Uh, I'm going to fire through some of these quickly. Uh, one that's noteworthy, we've been talking about it lately because it was at an unusual venue, the Dion Warwick residency at the Sterling Club, mm-hmm. a slightly off strip. That residency has closed after just six shows. Wow. Now, the official reason given was unforeseen circumstances. And there was some, initially some speculation that she had some health issues or something mm-hmm. because she had injured, she said during her first show, she had injured her knee or something. Uh, however, because Dionne Warwick gives no fucks, mm-hmm. she did give an interview to the Review Journal and she uh, she provided some more information and it sounds like there was a dispute with the venue. Mm-hmm. So like her producers wanted to use... Uh, some new audio one to bring in some new audio and video uh-huh. equipment just for her shows. And the venue is like, Nope. Well, the problem is that I guess that her, her production company would own that. And oh. for any other stuff happening in that room, they would want to remove the equipment. Oh, okay. So there is anyway, there's a dispute there. And then also it sounds like ticket sales weren't great, which mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me because because it's a weird knows, venue. Nobody and, knows where yeah. it is. Nobody's ever heard of the place yep. before. Yep. And so she's like, I have better things to do with my time. I'm yeah. out of here. She was asked if she would play in Vegas again. And she was like, if I get a really, really good deal, I would. Yeah. So, yeah. She kind of, I, I like her. She even said in the article, she's like, I'm at the stage. I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. Good for <laughs> good, her. Good for you, Dion. Hopefully she won't end up eating a bunch. I, I have a feeling there might end up being a lawsuit over this. But uh. <laughs> that's just a hunch, but we'll see. So Dion is gone again. Lionel Richie has announced six additional shows for his win residency. They are in October. He's going to be doing more shows, so happy to see that he's sticking around. And then a longtime Vegas act, Human Nature has returned. Good. A very scaled down schedule from what they've done in the past and an unusual um, location because it's not directly on the strip, but it is on Las Vegas Boulevard. If you really want to see them do their Motown show, in fact, their residency is called Back to Motown, back to the sound of Motown, Human Nature is going to be at South Point. Mm. And they're doing like a weekend a month. So it's not a constant thing, but um, they've got a bunch of shows scheduled. Uh, They haven't gone on sale yet, but they will be going on sale soon through Ticketmaster. And you can check out the South Point website if you want to do that. Normally, I wouldn't talk about residencies at South Point, but Human Mm -hmm. Nature is a known act. They've been around a long time. We saw them and they were really, really good. Yep. I think they might, how many guys were in Human Nature when we saw them? Four. I think they're down to three. Okay. Based on the promo photo, I'm like, I thought there were more than three. Mm-hmm. One of them dropped out, I guess. Wanted to go back to Australia, maybe. All right. Okay, so this next part of the show, this is going to be the part where uh, some people are probably going to be like, eh, not don't care, not interested. Because you know that we kind of geek out talking about music stuff. Yeah. I, I, I have sound clips for all these. All of them? Oh, wow. This could be fun. Okay, so the Fremont Street Experience every year does their downtown rocks concert series Mm -hmm. they have announced this year's shows and i thought we would fire through them somewhat quickly but i know myself and i know i'm going to get sidetracked and end up spending way too much time on this yes so but anyway it's a cool thing it's free concerts on fremont street by known acts and um i thought we'd go through what they've got scheduled i don't know if they're going to add any to this they have 12 scheduled now but there's some notable gaps like there's nothing in june yeah there's only one in august It stretches from April until November, so it seems like a pretty long... I know they've had stuff in October before, so I guess it's not that long, but it seems like a long a long stretch. Um, so yeah, I'll try not to dwell on any of these for too long. <laughs> there are a few... It's Okay, one thing I'll say is that some years there hasn't been a ton of variety. There's There's 
a fair amount of variety here in terms of the type. I mean, it's all popular music, but they touch on a few more areas of popular music than mm-hmm. just like classic rock, mm-hmm. which is kind of what it usually is. Yeah. So, okay. I'm not familiar with this first act. I am not either. Uh, April 23rd on the third street stage is an act called Parmalee. I love you just the way God made you, girl. He don't <laughs> what you call your Country dudes. I call beautiful there you go. That's all you need to hear from Parmalee. Okay. <laughs> Get a taste for that. The kind of a country pop. Yeah. Oh, their songs sound like this. Uh, All right. I've heard twangier. I think some of their other songs are, I don't know. Anyway, so that's happening. Uh, May 28th, another act. I have heard the name, but I know nothing about Mm Ex-Ambassadors. Do you know who they are? Um, I know when you play the song, I'm going to know it, but I couldn't. Yep. There you go. This is their most familiar hit, I believe. I would say they're like a... And this is a sad commentary. Yes. Like a second tier Imagine Dragons. I knew you were going to say that. And Imagine Dragons is... Well, I know your feelings about Imagine uh, Dragons. Run away with me. Lost souls so, um, ex-ambassadors, May 28th on the 3rd Street stage. Most of the shows are on the 3rd Street stage. Nine Ooh. of them are on the 3rd Street stage, and only three are on the stage between Circa and and uh, Binion's. Hmm. All right, so mo- <laughs> moving Bring along. It. Now we Bring get it. into a little of the, the classic pop. May 29th. Okay, so the 28th and 29th, that must be uh, the holiday weekend. Yeah. That would be why they're having a couple the same weekend. May 29th on the 1st Street stage at 9 p.m. You know what song I'm playing, don't I do you? know. I thought you were going to play Nothing's Going to Stop Us Now, you motherfucker. You hate this song so much, don't you? I do. I do. Oh, my God. Why are you doing this to me? Starship featuring Mickey Thomas. They're knee-deep in the hoopla. Okay, I'm done playing that. Are you? Yes. You're not going to try and Siegfried and Roy me? You thought I was going to do Nothing's Going to Stop Us Now? That's a banger. It's fine. It's we played, fine. We played Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now and Sarah in uh, in in band in high school. Yeah. That was like the first new sheet music that our high school had bought in like 30 wow. years. Yeah. Sarah isn't chose. exactly a rousing song for a high school band. We were a weird high school high school band. Huh. We were we were only like there were only like twelve or thirteen of us, and I was at times the only trumpet player and if i decided not to show up they'd have to cancel our appearance wow <laughs> i had a lot of power you did yeah and you wielded it uh i'm not proud of i'm not proud of some of my actions that's what i'll say huh you were a teenager i know i mean there may be a band instructor who quit oh <gasps> because of you well not entirely because of me i didn't help hmm all right so moving along now we're getting into the real classic rock. Molly Hatchet on the 4th of July in the 3rd Street stage. See, we've got a little 70s, a little 80s, a little early aughts. Mm-hmm. Hatchet's got the long lead in. Uh-uh. We'll at least get a little taste of the vocals. Okay. 
You look delighted at this one. I'm trying to decide if I like this or we built the city less. You can celebrate the birth of our nation with Molly Hatchet on the 4th of July. <laughs> All right, next up on July 23rd, former singer and I'm sure that all of the material he'll be singing is from his previous band, Skid Row. His name is Sebastian Bach. I'm a big Skid Row fan mm-hmm. and Sebastian Bach fan, but unfortunately I have uh, some concerns about his vocals, his ability, ability to pull off a lot of these songs these days. Oh, I thought he was taking good care of his voice. Maybe not some, so much. Some of the videos from a couple years ago that I saw were surprise. The show's on the first street stage. Skid Row's got a lot of... Those first two albums. Man. Yes. Fuck, I love them. And, and what are those albums? Self-titled mm-hmm. and uh, Slave to the Grind. I have a song off Slave to the Grind here. Well, I have the title track from Slave ah. to the Grind. Much heavier. I saw Skid Row open for Bon Jovi on my third... Second, second or third concert ever. Yeah. Good show. And then I also saw them uh, headline, and it was during that weird, that weird point where grunge was starting to take over. Yeah. And Soundgarden opened for Skid Row. That was weird. Soundgarden was not well received. Hmm. Except for the song where they mentioned Minnesota. Uh. Oh, pandering. Yep. All right, anyway, Sebastian Bach on the 23rd of July. Next up, we've got three bands. We've got the old package tour on mm-hmm. July 30th. We're going to start off with uh, Alien Ant Farm. Their most well-known song is a cover of Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal. Do we need to hear any other actual? No, we all know. Uh, we'll- That's enough. Yeah, I'd skip them. In the middle spot, one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. I see now the tough part about this is you have to time it just right so you don't have to see Alien Ant Farm and you don't have to see the one. How is who? Okay, Hoobastank. Right. Maybe they won't All go right. in this order. Okay. How the fuck? It it doesn't make any sense that Hoobastank would be the fucking headliner, does it? No. They they only had one. Alien Ant Farm had one hit. Yeah. Hoobastank had this piece of shit. Fucking droning, tedious. So they're on the bill. This reminds me of the Barbary Coast playlist. (laughs) Funny. Yeah. Like, it just brings me back to that time. Okay, Hoobastank, Alien Ant Farm, and then what I think should be the headliner, because they have far more hits than either of those, Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite bands from the Twin Cities, Soul Asylum. Best known for this song. Yep. They've had many many other hits. They had Misery. Mm -hmm. They had uh, uh, Somebody to Shove. They had Black Gold. Mm -hmm. A couple albums there did really, really well. We need to hear rock a little bit more, though. Yes, let's do that.
the current incarnation of Soul Asylum is, you know, one original member, Dave Perner, the singer, mm-hmm. guitar player. But they have they have a really good band. Yep. And they've been, the other dudes have been playing with them for quite a while. Michael Bland, if he's, he's their regular drummer, but he doesn't make every date. Right. Um, fucking best drummer I've ever seen. Yeah. What you are is what you see All right, so that's Soul Asylum. We saw them three or four years ago in Denver. Yes. Just by coincidence. We didn't even know they were playing until we got there. Yeah. And they were playing like a... An outdoor free food fest thing. thing. And yeah. They, they were great. It was really fun. Yes. So go see them. Okay, next up, Saturday, August 20th, we've got Simple Plan. They've got a couple hits. Mm-hmm. They're kind of a Blink-182 light. Yeah. Simple plan. I would go see them if we were if we happen to be in the area. Mm-hmm. Next up, we've got another package tour hitting Fremont Street on September third. This is a this is a pretty solid lineup. Yeah, from my perspective, of all the shows, yeah, this is this is one of them. Now, this is one that I would I'd hang out for all three acts. I think so. Uh, we've got John Waite. John Waits one of those guys that has a lot more familiar songs than one might realize. Yes. This is the first this is the most obvious one. Well, this is the most obvious one on his own, but he has songs from the babies. Yep. But, so Missing You is his big solo hit. I don't know if I have it. Bangers with the babies. Yeah. Back on my feet again. I was so lonely until I met you. Told myself I'd get by without love. Okay, so that's and then he did uh Bad English. Mm-hmm. I saw him with Bad English. Uh, he opened for uh, they opened for White Snake, which was kind of a weird pairing. Yeah. And uh, I marveled at how how tiny the man was. Mm-hmm. His waist was about the size of one of my legs. He sounded good. That was a long time ago. That was like my fourth concert, I think. Oh, okay. I'm glad we're going down concert. I know, we really are. You. you can tell that I'm... Okay, so also on the bill... Men at Work. I checked to see if this tour was coming here, and it's not. They're only uh-uh. doing like a dozen dates. So I would, I would, depending on where it was, I'd maybe go mm-hmm. to this. And then the headliner in this one, we've seen him several times. Yes, very good performer. Rick Springfield. Everybody knows the big hit, Jesse's Girl, but he's got many, many hits. Many. Jesse is a friend. Should have picked songs without the long lead in. Yeah, I was just gonna say. (laughs) 
I know we have some listeners who are big fans of Rick Springfield. We saw him in Vegas in FX. We did. One of our first trips. That was very early on over at MGM Grand. Yep. He ran through the crowd. High five. Doing high fives. We touched him. We sure did. We haven't seen him play in a long time. We have not. Was the last one at Women's Expo? Probably. I was like the only dude in the crowd. Yep. Surrounded by a bunch of menopausal women. (laughs) All right. So there you go. That's September 3rd on the Third Street stage. Next up, a week later, September 10th on the Third Street stage. I'm not. I know this name, but I'm not familiar yes. with this group. Same. Pretty. The Pretty Reckless. It's a little more current act. Jimmy's in the back with a pocket of heart. If you listen close, you can hear him cry. Oh, Lord, heaven knows we belong way down below. Sing it. That sounds right. Yeah, I could see them working a crowd really well. For sure. So that's happening September 10th. Then we got a month off, unless they end up announcing more shows. October 15th, somebody named Jelly Roll. Not familiar with Jelly Roll in the least. Jelly Roll sounds like the name that we could uh, pop into the old... uh, DJ? Is this a DJ or not? List. There's a monster under my bed and at my window there's a dragon. I accepted the challenge and turned me into a savage. I listened to a couple of his songs like... Yeah. They're not all hip. Like there's some that's... I was going to say... There hasn't been any like R&B hip hop... Until Although now. this one, this particular song, that might not even be him. He's got a couple guests on it. So I don't know if that's him or if this is uh, one of his guests. But he sings and some of his songs are hip-hoppy too. So Yeah, I, I'm not, I've never even heard of this, huh. this dude, but more, a little bit more current act. All right, we're going retro again on October 22nd, 3rd Street Stage. We've got Slaughter. This is another one. Not a bad lineup from my uh, high school music perspective. Along with Slaughter. St. Paul's own. We've got Vixen. Vixen did start in St. Paul, Minnesota, although nobody here ever saw them. I don't think they were here long. They hit big in L.A. Although I went to high school with somebody who... uh, one of the Vixen ladies was uh, his babysitter. Cool. Even if you leave, Minnesota will claim you. It's true. All you have to do is... Like set foot in the state for 10 minutes. Yeah, you're here for a couple weeks and we claim you as one of our own. Mm-hmm. You used to be mildly offended at the song because it wasn't as good as the Bon Jovi song. Of the same title? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's true. That was a thing at one time. This is a good song. It is a good song. I like Vixen. And then finally on this bill, we've got Sweet. I don't know if they're better known for this or Ballroom Blitz. Oh, yeah. Like this, Same. 
a banger. Mm-hmm. A little glam rock in there. So that is October 22nd. And then finally, the last of the shows on November 19th on the Third Street stage, we've got Stone Temple Pilots. Of course, I don't know who's singing for them now. Yeah. Because uh, Scott Weiland is no longer with us. True. And then uh, the guy from Lincoln Park who sang with them for a while is no longer with us. They got some other dude who's uh, might want to stay off the I don't know. the drogas. <laughs> You know, Creed gets a lot of shit for sounding like this. Yeah. All the, all the bands from this era are trying to be any better. Mm-hmm. I blame him for this. I'm not a big fan of this stuff. No. Even at the time when grunge was huge, other than, I like Nirvana and I still mm-hmm. do. Other than them, it's fucking wrist-slitting dreary rock. Not for me. Ugh, I'm done. <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots, Third Street Stage, November 19th. That is the Fremont Street free concert lineup for this year. If you go to any of the shows, let us know how they were. Like I said, pretty varied lineup. Mm -hmm. Crossing decades, crossing genres. Not the same acts. Sometimes like I'm like, oh, they got them again. Yeah. This isn't there might be a couple repeats in there, but not too many. They don't have like the Everclear summertime tour mm-hmm. that that they frequently had. Uh, there's a couple others that they seem to get a lot, but so there you go. All right, we're gonna get caught up on phone calls next week probably. Uh, but that's uh, that's all all we got for the news. Yes, do you have something important to say? You yes. look like did I miss something? Um, in the chat line last night. Yes, Hunter mentioned. Hunter did mention. That he has a new update to his, his most famous app. His wonderful app, Vegas Mate, is uh, there's going to be a new version coming out in the next few days. Should I be nice and sing the song? If you'd like to. I know. Do it in the oh grunge style. I can't do that. Okay. Vegas Mate. Vegas Mate. It's really great. I don't feel like you put everything into it, but that's nice of you to bring that back. Mm-hmm. I so, put more gusto into it last night. So yeah, if you're an iPhone or iPad, iOS It user, has to be like a spur of the moment thing. I thought about it too much. You thought much. about it too much. I, I understand. All right. So there you go. Keep an eye out for that with big time changes and all kinds of new features. And I think that uh, I was going to make something up, but I couldn't come up with anything on the fly. Mm. If you show Vegas Mate at your favorite hotel, they will give you your entire stay for free. <laughs> no, they won't. And if, if it doesn't work out, Send your hate mail to hunter at ratevegas.com. All right, moving along. Karma donations. Several of you were kind enough to send us PayPal donations this week, and I would like to publicly thank you during this segment. Katie with a karma donation for a solo trip that is coming up April 10th through the 12th. That's right now. That's today. Heading for Vegas right now. I hope it's awesome. Last time there was 2013 to get married. Going back to celebrate divorce. Hey, what a nice bookend on that yeah. relationship. Been listening for the last decade or so. Thanks for all you do. Look well, forward to the you. podcast every Sunday. Oops. Oh, I thought, did I just hear something in my headphones? No. Oh. You're hallucinating again. It happens. Thank you, Katie. I hope you Or if you heard it, I didn't. Hope you have a wonderful divorce celebration in Las Vegas. Jonathan, been listening for the past 10 years. Looking forward to finally... 
We're looking to finally come with more money. Come back with more money. Yeah. I can't read. I should just, you should just read these. Carlos with a karma donation. No, no, no note on that one. But thank thank you you. very much, Carlos. Appreciate it. Andy in Chicago heading to Vegas. Actually, he's there right now. And uh, now I have questions about this and I don't know if I want answers. His cousin, who is a former Jubilee showgirl, is getting married, staying at Golden Nugget, second trip in three months. Okay, if your cousin is in Jubilee, mm-hmm. which no longer exists, but do you go see it? I don't know. Because they're topless. Like, would that, is that weird? I mean, it seems like it would be a little weird to go see your cousin shaking, you know. Maybe she had a different role in the show. I don't know. Oh, that could be. Then it would I don't know, but I don't know. All the showgirls, she was a showgirl. The showgirls were topless. I think all of them were. Anyway, you don't have to tell us, Andy, if you saw your your cousin's knockers. <laughs> it's the oh first thing God. that came to mind. I'm like, I can't imagine if one of my cousins was in a topless show, I'm not going. No. All right, moving along. Anna, mega excited to be visiting from the UK April 20th through the 27th with her husband, Jeff, and their friends, Lisa and Lee. They were last in Vegas on New Year's Eve seeing the 2020, 2020, the year of extreme fuckery coming in, splitting our trip between the D and Cosmopolitan. Love the show. Oh, thank Hope you. Hope you have an amazing return trip. Yes. Glad you're finally getting back. That warms my heart. Mm-hmm. Hooray for international visitors. And finally, Shannon with a karma, dono- karma donation. There was no note on that one, but thank you very mm-hmm. much. We do appreciate it. Thank Wish you, you everybody. Good luck. Thanks, everyone. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this week. As always, visit 500bymidnight.com for all our show notes and links to Patreon and all that stuff. If you have Dear Tim and Michelle questions, you're welcome to send them to 500gmail.com with the subject line Dear Tim and Michelle. And of course, the voicemail line is always open to you and we would love to hear from you with your Vegasy thoughts and reviews at 702-866-9494. Until our next show, we hope you have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.